All right, guys, so I have been having the hardest time trying to film this freaking video because everything that could go wrong could possibly go wrong. Um, parts of being a mother and just adjusting to the fact that children love to ask you for a million things the moment that they see you doing something that you want to do. And I don't know if I'm the only mother that goes through this, but it feels like my kids can be off in their own fucking world for the longest, right? The moment that they see me doing something that I want to do, all of a sudden everybody needs me. <laughs> I'm literally like, I need to get myself together because I'm trying to work. <laughs> and so here I am trying to record this for the fourth fucking time. Welcome. So funny that I'm on the topic of motherhood because that's what this video was actually going to be about. I wanted to share with you guys some of the things that I've learned on this motherhood journey that I didn't anticipate learning about. So for those of you who know me, you know that I was a teen mom. I got pregnant at 17, had my daughter at 18, and then pretty much had kids back to back after that. And um, the road was not easy because the person that I used to be was someone so degenerate. My whole perspective on life was shaped by my trauma and I was full-fledged in survival mode and I thought that this way of being was normal and okay until I became a mom and was hitting bumps in the road with the type of mother that I want to be and it made me realize that there was some things about myself that I really needed to change. I think one of the things that I'm most thankful for is the fact that my children gifted me the ability to be self-aware. Because without them, I'm not quite sure that I would have gotten the awareness that I needed to change the things that I needed to change in my life. And um, I've found myself asking myself now that I've grown through the degeneracy, now that I'm more of the mother I would like to be. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's still room for improvement. And I think that we're all growing through life. There's no perfect mother you learn as you go, as your children grow and develop and each stage, each new stage that they are in requires a new stage that you have to be in as a parent. Um, but I think the one thing that I really just asked myself was, what makes a good mother? And now the younger me would have said, oh, a good mother is someone who listens, someone who's nurturing, someone who's loving, you know, who is there for you. And now that I've gone through this process myself, I believe that what truly makes a good mother not only is her ability to be there for you and love you and nurture you, but what makes a good mother is the level in which she will search the depths of her soul and tackle the trauma and obstacles she's faced in her life to be a better woman for herself, a better person for the world, and ultimately a better mother for you. And when I see mothers that I mentor that beat themselves up and are like, oh, I could have done this better and I could have done that better and, you know, I fucked up here and I yelled too much this day and did this and I did that, I always remind them, but you're here and you are literally in this mentorship program trying to tackle your inner child and trying to tackle your trauma 
so that you can be a better mother? And how many mothers can you honestly say from the examples that you have in your life are doing that? Not many. There, There is not a lot of women who are facing the parts of them that they were running from in their adolescence in order to be better mothers. And so for me, I think that the epitome of a mother is someone who is willing to go to war with herself in hopes and the goal to be a better mother for her children. I hope that makes sense. Um, Because I think, I, I just feel like that is the true testament of love. You know what I mean? You could be there for your children. You could nurture your children. You could love your children. You could speak to them kindly, you know, but if you are still unconsciously projecting your trauma because you don't even realize yet that your trauma has shaped the person that you are, has shaped the kind of mother that you are, then are you truly being the best version of a mother that you could be? And as mothers, we're willing to go to war with everyone else over our babies, right? But how many of us are willing to go to war with ourselves, with our old self, with the part of us that doesn't trust people, with the part of us that, you know, doesn't allow ourselves to be loved, the part of us that feels like we don't have a voice because we felt inferior growing up. You know, how many of us are willing to face the fact that we've been molested or that we had an absent parent or that... We used to be promiscuous and now we're trying to be different. Like how many of us are really willing to face those parts of ourselves to be the highest version of a mom that we would like to be? So I feel like a mom who's willing to do that, a mom who is willing to analyze herself and face those ugly parts of herself is a true testament of being a great and awesome mother because there's nothing that she won't do. Not even she can hold herself back from trying to be the best mother that she can be to her children. And I think that that's beautiful. And I know that my children have taught me that there is, there is no lengths that I will not go to, to face myself and analyze myself to make sure that I am constantly being the standard of a mother that I want to be for my children and modeling to them the kind of person that I think is a well-rounded person and a balanced person for myself but also for them, their selves, and when they are mothers, and when they are partners. So I love that my children have been able to teach me that. Um, another thing that I have learned from being a mother is that society is extremely fucking selfish. And it's crazy because I used to be selfish as well. Like I said, it's been... I grew up very degenerate thinking that it's my world. You just live in it. Everyone has to adhere to me because I've been through trauma and I felt inferior and my life was hard. And so the world owes me something, you know, and because I feel that the world owes me something, I don't have to be responsible for what I'm influencing. I don't have to be responsible for what I'm modeling because I'm just expressing myself and everybody should just be able to express themselves the way that they want because it's their life to live. And now that I'm a mother, I realize that just like I have the moral obligation, if one of my children brings home a friend, right, I don't have to feed that child because it's not my child, but I'm going to feed that child because it's my moral obligation, right? I don't have to make sure that child gets home safely because that's their parents' responsibility, right? But I'm going to make sure that that child gets home safely because that's my moral obligation. 
those are things I feel are my moral obligation now that I'm a mother because I see the bigger picture. And I realize that in society nowadays, a lot of people are real quick to be like, oh, well, that's the parent's job, right? Who gives a fuck that I'm half naked online um, preaching that men ain't shit and doing all this degenerate shit? It doesn't fucking matter. If you don't want your kids to see it, don't let them be on YouTube or don't let them be on TikTok or don't da da da. And it's crazy to me that a lot of these people don't realize that it's it's literally selfishness because it's not just your world we're living in it, it's our world. We are living in it, including children. But we influence impacts how they view life and view society and view how it runs. And you could people can sit here and say, well, yeah, it's my responsibility. And it is. It is my responsibility to teach my children the values and morals that I want them to have, right? But it would be a lot better if the cultural climate and society understood that we should all at least agree on the fact that children deserve better. And not just women, right? Not just what women influence, but what men influence as well. You know, all these songs about killing and selling drugs and and objectifying women, right? And then all the women that objectify and sexualize themselves and have no respect, right? No one is thinking about the impact that this has on children. And we're glorifying these lifestyles, right? We glorify rapping about shootings and, and drug dealing and all this shit. We glorify that, right? But in real life, when there's a little kid that maybe doesn't have that guidance and is listening to it, right? And he's idolizing this, you are now setting him up to be more likely to get shot in the street or more likely to end up in jail. Because just because you are in a position of power and influence and you surpass those odds, which a lot of rappers are not anymore, okay? Just because you surpass those odds doesn't mean that this kid will and more than likely they're not. Same for women that are objectifying themselves and sexualizing themselves and, oh, I just, I get money, I get money from all these dudes and whoop whoop, right? To you, it's, you're just getting men back because men ain't shit because you're still projecting your trauma because your daddy wasn't in your life or your relationships failed and, you know, all the men that you've chosen in your life to be with weren't shit, right? So now you're projecting that trauma. Now you're influencing that trauma, right? And here's a little girl that has no guidance that sees all your videos, you know, or sees all your songs or sees how you carry yourself online or in person. And now she's idolizing you because you are projecting this illusion of empowerment, right? But in real life, this little girl is going to start dressing like you, is going to start talking like you, is going to start acting like you, and you know what you know what the uh the the young adult pimp down the street is going to see? He's going to see a young girl who is ready to go with no guidance, no parents that care. And she's going to fall right into his lap and he's going to be able to pimp her out, sell her. We're like number one in sex trafficking, sell her body. And she is going to think that this is okay because she grew up seeing all these women talking about how men ain't shit regardless, get money from them. And all you should be worried about is getting money. And those are the kinds of things that I think about now, you know, what am I influencing? What am I modeling to my children? You know, And I think for me, what I've learned about myself that I want to model for my children, okay, there's, there's certain things that I consciously want to model to my children on a day-to-day basis. And I'll tell you what those things are. I constantly want to model to my children that life is about balance. Okay. You shouldn't be too much of one way or too much of another way. 
I think that it is very important for me, for my children to have self-expression and to make mistakes to find who they are. And so I never want them to feel like they got to be or walk on this straight line in order to find themselves. I want them to make mistakes. I want them to get a little crazy. I want them to, to, to figure out life a little bit. Okay. So I constantly model to them, Hey, everything deserves balance, right? We eat really clean in this family for the most part, but on weekends, I'll make an exception and we eat junk food. Why? Because I'm trying to show them balance because the key to life is balance. Okay, even though I'm doing it in these small things, truly the key to life in, is balance, right? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty healed person. I'm pretty relaxed from how I used to be. But if you come and you try my family, if you come and you attack me, I'm a handle mine. Balance. I'm not too much one way. I'm not too much the other way. So I teach my children balance. Okay, I teach my children standards. What standards do you have for yourself? What, what do you require from friendships? Okay, that are reasonable, not you being selfish, reasonable standards for your friends to meet or for people in your life to meet, family included. What kind of respect do you want yourself to to have? I constantly challenge my children's minds to make sure that they are thinking about the standards of how they want to be as people, but what they also want to receive in life and teaching them that what you put into life, you receive. I always am very realistic with my children. Life is not a utopia, okay? You're not just going to get what you want because you fucking cry about it. Even though in today's society, that's what they want you to think. That just because they they feel offended by something or whatever, that life is going to conform to you. That's not how it works, okay? What you put out into the world, you receive. And I teach my children that. Not only that, it's very important for me to teach my children that they see me still pursuing my passions because in today's, in society's climate today, they make women feel like you, you can't be a, a working mom or you can't just be a stay-at-home mom. Like the both things can't coexist. And for me, it's very important to show my children, hey, guess what? I can get up and be a great mom, make you breakfast, get you ready for school, do all those things. And then guess what? You also see me behind a camera pursuing my passion because this is what I love to do. And I can balance both of those things. So just because I had babies doesn't mean that my own life stopped. And you see me once a week doing self-care, taking care of my skin, shaving, watching my favorite show, those things modeling to them that both those things can coexist. I am a woman and I am a mother and neither one of the things stopped just because I gained another. Okay. Um, I like modeling to my children values. I'm very big on if they make a promise or whatever that they hold true to their word because I feel like your word is your bond. Um, Their morals. I don't allow for my children to wear skimpy looking clothes, crop tops that aren't age appropriate, shit like that. One, because I'm not going to put my children on a platter. Two, because they're kids. They don't need to be out here looking super sexualized. And I know a lot of parents don't agree with that. They think clothes is just self-expression. To me, it's, it's unrealistic because... Like, why, why would I want my daughter dressed skimpy knowing that there is predatorial men out there lusting on my child? It is my responsibility as their mother to also protect their energy and the energy given to them. And so it's not just, it's not just physically protecting your children. It's also energetically and spiritually protecting your children and your family. And I believe in that too. The biggest thing that I do for my family as a mother is pray over my family all the time. 
I am well equipped in spiritual warfare. And I know that there's people that will see my family and there's a lot of envious souls that will wish that they had a family like this or be upset that I have, a, I had a lot of enemies. Okay. I don't know who's wishing bad on me, but I'm a rebuke all that shit in the name of our Lord Jesus. Shit like that, that I do. Um, it's very important for me, for my children to see how much I love their father. It is very important for me, for my children to see that I love cooking him dinner and I love making him lunch and I love holding him and cuddling with him and playing around with him. I want my children to see a healthy, happy relationship, but not just that. I, I like for our children to see when we get in disagreements because I also like for them to see how we work through it because it's a natural way of life. Relationships are not perfect and I think where a lot of parents make mistakes is that they sell their children this illusion of perfection that's unrealistic, which is why so many children go out into the real world and they get a taste of reality and problem solving. And then they don't even know how to do it because they never saw their parents do it. So we like to model that to our children. Anytime my fiance and I... <laughs> He's a, I'm a fiance now, for those who didn't know. Anytime my fiance and I get into any kind of disagreement or argument, we make sure we work through it in front of our children in a healthy manner so that they can begin to learn problem-solving skills and get a realistic expectation on what relationships are like. It's not always going to be perfect, but also what it should be like. Do we love each other on most days and get along on most days? Yes. And when we get on each other's nerves, guess what? We still love each other, but we work through it. And um, it just sets the standard for what our children will want in a relationship, you know, and what to look of, look out for. You know, I think I've been really realistic with myself as a mother in understanding that n no matter what I do, I could be doing all the right things, right? I could be healing myself, instilling these values, instilling these morals, doing everything that I think is right. But a part of being a mother is accepting that they have their own destiny and they are their own person. And I thank God every day that he gifted me these children for me to guide in their life. But ultimately I know that they're his. And I've had to come to terms with knowing that I may not understand their destiny. I may lose a child before I myself am six feet under. And I have to accept that that was God's plan for them and that they were just gifted to me to protect, to raise. And all I can do is pray that I'm doing it in a good way. And I've had to accept that even though I think I'm doing my best, I'm probably failing in some aspects and being brutally transparent with my children about it. I tell my children all the time, I'm probably going to fail you. And I might know, not know how I'm failing you. But if there's something that you think that I should be doing better, tell me. Let me know where I could be a better mother towards you. And I allow our children to give us that feedback. And my man's the same way. Our children will tell us, hey, we are calling on a family talk because this week they didn't like the way something was and they want to communicate their needs to us. And that is important to me because I didn't grow up with that, you know. And I've accepted that no matter how well I may think that I am teaching them and guiding them, they may be like their mother and be independent as hell. And no matter how much you tell them that the stove is hot, they gonna touch that shit regardless. 
because I was like that. You know what I mean? You could tell me all day not to do something. I had to figure it out myself. And I need to trust in the fact that I've instilled a well enough foundation that no matter how far my children stray, they will come back to what they know. They will come back to their roots because I instilled that in them. And I need to eliminate this idea that my children need to be perfect or walk a straight line because I more than anybody know that if the I more than anybody know that the wisdom that I've received wasn't because I walked a straight line it was because my line was very crooked (laughs) and I learned from it and so I'm constantly teaching my children that it's okay to make mistakes but you need to learn from the mistakes so you don't make the same mistake twice you know I don't want my children to feel like they have to be perfect but rather diligent, you know, be aware of yourself, be aware of your mentality, be aware of the energy you're feeding something or, or somebody, you know, be aware of what you're receiving, be aware of your friendships, you know, constantly ask questions about life, about what you're being taught and about yourself. Ask yourself why you think the way that you think, you know, why are you upset today? What was it? Is it something that you can fix Is it something that you could work through? Is it something that's make or break? I feel like I'm constantly challenging the mind of my children because I know how powerful our mind can be. And as a mother, I, I never thought that being a mother would enlighten me to these things that I feel are so pivotal to the future. You know, um, I didn't think that being a mom would give me this extreme intrusive thoughts about all the shit that could go wrong all the time. (laughs) which is a balance because I don't want to like project fear onto my children or give them anxiety. But like you get this like hyper awareness of all the ways that your kids could accidentally kill themselves, you know, like jumping on the trampoline, falling and busting a fucking neck, you know, breaking a fucking arm. And I will literally see them do outlandish, crazy shit, right? Cause they're exploring and I will have to refrain from being like, uh, you're about to fucking bust your head or you could break your fucking arm or you're going to stab your fucking eye out. You know, like I got to let them learn things on their own without hovering over them and projecting that fear and making them scared of life because I don't want them. I, I don't want them to be scared of life. I want them to be free spirited, you know. Um, but yeah. So those are the things that I've learned um, in my motherhood journey that I am very thankful for, for learning. Um, and yeah, I appreciate you guys being with me. Good morning, right on cue. <laughs> Little man's woke up from his nap, came right on in. You want to come say hi? You want to come say hi? Come say hi. I'll let you say hi, Gordo. Say hi. Thank hi. you for letting mommy work. <laughs> Hello. You too. You want to say hi? Say hi. The camera's right there. Look, the camera. You say hello. No, he just woke up from his nap. He's probably like, hey, hold on. <laughs> All right, everybody. You guys have a good day.